This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you're liking the show and getting something out of it, please share it with people who you think might be interested. The stuff we're talking about is unique, and I know that it is the kind of advice and information that a lot of people are looking for who are interested in the Law of Attraction, but just are unable to find. So if you think you know people who might be interested, or if you want to post this on social media, it's greatly appreciated, and it will help spread the word about this show and this wonderful information. If you'd like to contact me personally, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com or email me at info at RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So I thought today that we would just go over an excerpt from The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. And the reason for that is that it just ties so nicely together with several things we've been talking about recently. One reason I was looking at the dynamic laws of prosperity is I wanted to come up with that nature abhors a vacuum. I wanted to to tell you what the proper law was. And it was simply the vacuum law of prosperity. Wonderful chapter in this wonderful book by Catherine Ponder. Uh, Truly a classic book. It's pretty amazing, actually, when you look at the early 60s, how many fantastic law of attraction books came out at that time. Uh, to name just a few, this book, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, but also The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, Psycho-Cybernetics. Neville published The Law and the Promise around that time. Just an incredible couple of years in the early 60s for this stuff. But anyway, it just so happened that I was looking at this book, and Catherine Ponder, I believe, is still alive. She's a wonderful teacher, and she is a unity minister, as was H. Emily Cady, and I, I just um, I came across something that just seemed so pertinent to what we've been discussing about actively affirming and about the approach that H. Emily Cady advocates for, which is really waiting on God, being one with God in trustful passivity, and at the same time, utilizing that approach, the absolute method, in a flexible way, where sometimes, you know, H. Emily Cady would use affirmations even though she very much trusted in God and waited on God, she was not someone who was stuck in her ways and would not use affirmations. And she liked to use forceful affirmations. And she talks about this in her books. And Catherine Ponder, being very aware of her teachings, being in the Unity Church, talks about this as well in the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. And so this, again, is just going to, the passage I'm going to read is ties together with like, the last several episodes that we've been discussing, as well as obviously the overall theme of what we always talk about. Very interesting. And it just shows you the malleability and the flexibility of these principles and how they can be masterfully applied. Because a few people taught how they could be masterfully applied better than H. Emily Cady, or you know, probably really applied them in their own life better than H. Emily Cady or somebody like Catherine Ponder. These are two real masterful teachers when it comes to the law of attraction. And so this is from The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. This section is called Affirmations Can Solve Your Problems. And Catherine Ponder wrote, Dr. Emily Cady, formerly a physician in New York City, has written that when she faced extreme situations, she always struck out and used the boldest, most daring statements of command she could think of. Only after she took command did she find relief from her problems. In one instance, the statement of commands which she used to be freed of the strong personality of another who had tormented her was, There is no personality such as this in the universe. There is nothing but God. 
In another instance, she had a sprained ankle that was badly swollen and painful. Finally, she shut herself up in the privacy of her own room and affirmed over and over, there is only God, all seeming else is a lie. Immediately, the pain and swelling subsided and her healing came quickly. At one point, she had been trying for two years to prove that God was the source of her supply, regardless of her patient's financial response to her treatment. In prayer, it was finally revealed to her that she had not used the law of command. She had not made the positive assertion of prosperity. She then began affirming, It is done. God is now manifested as my supply. She writes that this thought proved to be her deliverance from poverty and that never again did she have a financial need that was not met. Dr. Katie records these experiences in her book, How I Use Truth, published by the Unity School of Christianity. Mere knowing about the power of prosperous thinking isn't enough. You must put it into action. The daily verbal use of positive statements helps you to do that. Wonderful passage. I'm going to read that last paragraph again because it's just so important. Mere knowing about the power of prosperous thinking isn't enough. You must put it into action. The daily verbal use of positive statements helps you to do that. I just find this whole thing fascinating here. You know, we were talking about active affirming, actively asserting something. And that is what H. Emily Cady was doing in these various situations. How I Use Truth is in- included in collected works of H. Emily Cady, or you can just buy the book How I Use Truth. Like Ponder said, Cady describes a lot of her own personal experiences implementing these principles in it. But it's fascinating that somebody that we generally look to as someone who waits upon God in his entrustful passivity of the Father, or the universe, or whatever you want to call it, had a lot of success when she actively asserted. Actively asserted. And we can draw parallels with the stuff that somebody like Sammy Ingram on YouTube is now talking about, using active assertion. And we can draw parallels with Kue, where Kue says, if you say something and assert it and believe it, it is going to happen. And the problem is that a lot of times we say something but don't believe it. If you actively assert, if you actively affirm and are persistent in this, if you actively affirm with 100% of your being, you are going to get a response, i.e. a manifestation. So this is just so powerful. And again, you see how all these different tools can be worked with and utilized together in whatever way you want. Now, you don't have to use affirmations. You don't have to use active affirmations. One thing that's great about the dynamic laws of prosperity, similar to the power of your subconscious mind, and it's interesting because the books were written around the same time, is that Ponder, like Joseph Murphy, is giving you many different options and ways of implementing these law of attraction tools. And, you know, she says dynamic laws because these laws are more like suggestions in many ways of different ways of going about this advice. Again, I don't want to be the kind of person who just says, you know, all this stuff fits together perfectly. You know, it's all one big puzzle that fits together. Whatever. That doesn't matter. My larger point is just that there's so many ways to utilize these teachings. And what's cool is when you get into them, if you do get into reading different teachers, you realize all these cross-sections and similarities between them. I mean, you know, the Catherine Ponder, H. Emily Cady connection is obvious, but 
like I said, it's very easy to link it with so much of the other stuff we're talking about. And one other thing I want to touch upon that's so important is the last the last paragraph again. It's that you we have to take action. And we notice this particularly when it comes to things like like money. You know, there's so much financial advice, good financial advice even, that's out there. But if we don't take action on it, nothing is probably going to happen. W. Clement Stone said something, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, I think there's something more powerful than belief. Action. You know, and when W. Clement Stone says that, you know, it has some credence, okay? Because W. Clement Stone was all about your attitude. He was all about what you believe is what, you know, comes forth into your life. But he said action is more important. And that's what Catherine Ponder is saying here. How you put it into action is very flexible and much more uh, malleable than most people expect. You can put it into action simply by actively affirming. That can be your action. Or a, a evocative visualization like Neville teaches, that isn't putting it into action. That's action. In and of itself, just doing that is action. But you got to do it. You have to do something. You can't just be passive about your financial situation if you don't like it and expect it to change. Likewise, if you're not happy about your health, you can't just be passive about it and expect it to change. Or if you are upset about you know, your relationships or your love life, you can't just be passive about it and expect it to change. You have to do something. Some of the easiest and most enjoyable things to do are some of these law of attraction ideas. Things like actively affirming. Things like enjoyably visualizing the end, being in the end. Or just vibing out. Or jumping up and down like a crazed bunny for that matter. Or singing songs in the shower. So many options. And we must put it into action. And when we do, we like the results we get. 